So today's episode of Yours Mentally is a little different. It's not the usual format that we follow where we have a topic and me and the therapist discuss about the topic. This episode is focused more on a particular person on the journey of a visually impaired therapist. This episode is in conversation with Kamkam Khosla, who's a counseling psychologist at Karma Center for Counseling and Wellbeing. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. So Kangam we read that you're a visually impaired counseling psychologist. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about your impairment and how does it impact your everyday professional life? Yeah, hi Aman, I'm a counseling psychologist here at Karma Center for Counseling and Wellbeing. And uh, yes, I'm visually impaired. I have a diagnosis of a disease named retinitis pigmentosa. It is a degenerative disease. and uh, it's one of the rare diseases so basically you know it begins with like night vision issues and then can progress to peripheral vision loss and you know slowly and steadily eventually people can also be completely blind there are different ways this disease can manifest in one's life what i just told you is a typical way how it manifests Mm-hmm. but um, in my case you know it began with not the night vision however it began with the central vision loss and slowly and steadily you know it progresses so even the peripheral vision loss i can move but there are times when i would just trip somewhere i would um, you know uh, not see things around me so it becomes an everyday challenge i have mm-hmm. about like 20% vision left in both my eyes mm-hmm. generally with this disease you know the doctors recommend you to be with a stick not to really go out alone and at the same time you know there are people who have been suggested not to really invest into their career in terms of reading you know wherever reading and writing would be involved because it's hell lot of work so yeah i was um, diagnosed with this uh, disease after my 12th grade however little bit of effect of this disease had started in my 12th grade so you know like sitting uh, in the back um, not able to sit in the back seat always sitting in the front seat to see what the teachers are writing on the board it reached a point where even in the first seat i was taking help from my peers at times to understand what's being written would go to doctors um, they would generally hand me glasses and would continue with that struggle i still remember i had uh, you know taken uh, both maths and biology along with science subjects in my 12th wow. mm-hmm. and uh, that required lot of work a um, lot of reading lot of writing so it was a big struggle but mm-hmm. managed through and managed through i still remember in the you know board exams especially in the maths where i had to draw graphs i had to you know ask uh, the invigilator to give me the seat next to the window so there's a lot of sunlight and that would help me draw the graphs so mm-hmm. we knew that something you know me and my family we knew something is not going right here and um, 
post that you know luckily uh, went to took a you know second suggestion and was diagnosed with this disorder and the journey began from there it was a completely new journey because how as a person you know we dream about things in life about future about being a certain way that all was thrashed and mm-hmm. crashed within few minutes within few uh, moments and it was like embarking on a new journey and you know having a new identity altogether with acceptance and acceptance takes a lot, lot of time you mm-hmm. know that this is what is happening to me and this is how you know i'll have to live my life so fast forward to you know 2018 where i decided that i would you know pursue my degree in masters in psychology and with a specialization in clinical psychology i'm also a mother of a 10 year old kid i'm 33 years old and it was challenging even then because i had to see with my vision what is comfortable so like today when i go to my center you know mm-hmm. i have to really think about the commute how am i going to commute mm-hmm. i need you know i need a driver mm-hmm. to drive me down and even to you know reaching the office so you know just entering the lift and where what do i press which button do i press i don't know you know so somebody being there even for this so you know i would say that even uh, inside the office you know luckily i you know in karma center i i get that space with comfort and you know the the helpers are there who help me around the team is very cooperative i have beautiful interns but just little things where people or other psychologists or even you know others who are working in the uh, office do not have to think i have to think like four times so probably you know just the technical stuff you know uh, getting on to a meeting and thanks to voice over systems <laughs> these days and the technology which has mm-hmm. been growing it has been helpful but mm-hmm. still i won't say completely compatible so there are times where interns do come in and um, help me with the technical stuff when i do <clears> teach <throat> students who are you know pursuing internships mm-hmm. i engage with them through discussions dialogues activities rather than ppts well i've been lucky students love that Yeah. you know because information is available everywhere but the information that comes with years and experience is something that they are looking forward to so yeah all of this right okay so what challenges did you face on the road to becoming a psychologist because of your impairment so to this i would uh, you know like to answer with the fact that how disability is viewed in society mm-hmm. in everyday life it carries lot of stigma and shame mm-hmm. around and you know even stepping out of the house just taking that one step is a challenge for people with different disabilities and here i can talk largely about visual impairment and blindness you know even getting up in the morning and trying to see where your toothbrush is located is a task to yeah. where your clothes are 
you know their which kind of clothes are there what colors and all of that so pursuing masters in um, psychology was something i really wanted to do to really understand you know how people behave and why do they behave the way they do all of these questions were kind of you know coming in my mind knocking on my door again and again so along with these challenges as i mentioned i'm a mother as well i had to you know take care of my kids so i thought of pursuing distance learning program which is uh, provided by igno thankfully mm-hmm. and i started off with that in 2020 there was covid mm-hmm. and so you know we all were stuck at home and this was my second year could not go to the you know jmc was my branch so we oh. had to go over there like every weekend and that wasn't possible anymore so felt even more stuck where i you know really thought of doing something in life that would be meaningful to me i again got stuck you know mm-hmm. i felt that trap that apart from my visual impairment now there's something new however i was lucky enough with having few friends from psychology background who introduced me to karma center mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i started off my internship here because we could not go to hospitals around that time it was it worked for me as a blessing in disguise to be you know doing my internship from this organization learned a lot in the internship from different top professors and different psychologists mm-hmm. and gave me a newer beginning to start with to really dive into the subject again with covid we had to do our internships online mm-hmm. now that again was a challenge for me because i was really anxious if i could really do it with my visual impairment also the fact that i'm visually impaired will they allow me mm-hmm. will any organization take me mm-hmm. to do the internship in clinical you know in clinical psychology mm-hmm. was uh, something that was you know bothering me at that time i would you know i would again say that i was blessed to connect to karma center the journey became very smooth for me all the resources were provided that space was provided wherein if i don't feel comfortable or there is some issue coming they can you know support me even though it was a remote one luckily with my you know family and friends i managed to do 240 plus hours of internship at that time which was required by the university also i would like to say that it's not just this it's about how do i read books how do i write notes mm-hmm. how do i ma- you know map that all out and how do i apply it okay so i you know i always kept an assistant now that meant again management of finances and that was required you know that was actually a requirement because i could not just you know keep asking people around oh help me you know what i mean so that dependency of i need help in reading and luckily there are audible books but all not all our academic books are available in audio format as well 
so i had to manage it through so i would keep persistence which you know which became an important aspect of my journey to becoming a psychologist i would need them to read out every page of the book and then i would make notes out of it which would be then written by them on com- you know on the laptops or computers mm-hmm. which would be saved as files and from there the recordings would begin and then yeah. i would listen yeah. to what i have saved as notes so that was the process and even for um, exams i would need writers so that was another task to have right kind of writers who would understand me who would you know be comfortable in writing in english so that used to be another search after i would say 4 5 years i have been able to manage it better you know because it's this continuous process where you are learning how to save these notes and how to record and all of that also you know i would say that even now i have an assistant who guides me with this and uh, she has been there for now 2 years with me so yeah that kind of support is there which i'm really grateful but also that you know i would like to put across that that kind of support is also needed karma center for counseling and wellbeing supports me even with this you know uh, for example just helping me around with booking my sessions so that kind of support is also available from karma center so i've read that when one doesn't have a certain sense organ the rest of their sense organs make up for the loss of that one do you agree with this and if yes do you think it helps you in your therapeutic practice in any way and also is there anything that you do differently in your session i think i would not disagree with that because how our brain and body functions is miraculous and yes i i feel that uh, you know losing or you know a, a sense deteriorating can kind of enhance other senses to really communicate with the environment as intelligently as possible by the brain so that's the capacity of the brain as well here along with our body what differently i do in sessions is that when i introduce myself i do introduce that i'm visually impaired and that's it does it help like you know um in terms of being visually impaired does it help in the therapeutic process i mm-hmm. think yes i think it's about what you want to focus on in your therapy room okay uh-huh. it's about being with the client it's about actively listening to your client so i want to just end with a question that what sense organ do you think we need to be with your client and what more sense or less sense do you need to be listening to them with empathy okay so have you ever felt that you received differential treatment from your clients or employers because of your impairment and if yes how do you deal with this so i would say that different kind of treatment is something that becomes a part of the journey it spreads around everywhere in the world wherever you go sometimes people can be very very sympathetic to even those 
who can just be oblivious to it isolation also becomes a companion in this journey isolation stigma shame you know are things that you are carrying with you in society with physical disabilities so working as a psychologist i feel that the team over here at karma center has been very cooperative and supportive all throughout and thanks to the mentors in my life you know because with every struggle and challenge that comes my way and i talk it out with them i get a newer perspective a newer room to grow so i believe that professional life with disability in itself is a learning process where there's a lot of unlearning and relearning when it comes to clients i think what is more important for you know the therapeutic relationship mm-hmm. is the shared and common sense of humanity and when you connect at that level you are able to be with your client throughout we all are here on this planet with you know life stressors which can be unique which can be different and mm-hmm. at the same time have we all have different life stories you know who's born perfect perfect in itself is a fallible idea yeah subjective perfect is subjective i think and i'm saying that i don't think society or the people around us should get to define what perfect is there shouldn't be like a set idea for what perfect is you know yeah it's the person who should decide what perfect for themselves is right as the society you know the charmed circle who decides yeah. what is normal so right so lastly if there are any people with disabilities listening to this episode what advice would you give them i think more than any advice what i can really give them are my learnings of my journey and one of the learnings is that hold on to whatever fragment of hope you can that can make you sail through that you think is helping you at the moment what is most important is to holding on to that rather than giving up you know because imagine yourself in a very dark room and there's a ray of light very tiny ray of light entering in now it's on us to stay in that darkness or to choose to grab that you know small ray of light entering that room and that ray of light to hold on will eventually lead us to many more fragments of hope and rays with different colors and shades and it becomes a learning process life in itself is learning if we take it that way if if we live with that perspective Mm-hmm. also i would like to add over here is you know acceptance of what is happening accepting mm-hmm. our disability how we are able how abled we are how differently abled we are working on our trends every day and sometimes you know we would be bogged down with many questions and doubts probably the answers at times are within us sometimes these answers would need lot of work and sometimes just having no answers becomes life in itself to you know end i would uh, just add that believe in yourself believe in your self worth and take 
smaller steps take baby steps because these smaller things really help and you know really help in changing our lives also one more thing i feel like society needs to be more accepting of specially able people because i feel we live in a very ableist world you know where mm-hmm. we built everything around people who are you know able and can do everything we we don't really take into consideration specially able people so right. i think that's also very important like in so many different sectors like you know the job sector education and there's so many more things where specially able people really struggle with you know they right. work because the environment is not conducive for them to work you know they're not treated well and in in the south asian context specifically people really look down on specially able people because they yeah. consider them as lesser or inferior and you know they think that they can't really perform to their fullest although like they can but like people are not willing to accept that or like give them a chance and so you know like that creates that disparity right so yeah so I, to that i yeah. would just uh, you know like to add that yeah we need to give chances to people with disabilities because you know again as as i said that disability doesn't really mean that they cannot function it just means that they will function with but in a very different way and yes or uh, disability carries with it lot of stigma and shame that mm-hmm. needs to be changed in our society that level of acceptance needs to be increased because people do carry a lot of biases and judgments and the levels of acceptance also differ you know when we say that we accept mm-hmm. the person with physical or any disability to what level to what degree is it and why do they even need that acceptance why are they not there with everyone why are we not one there's always a thing again actually around the world has always been like a hierarchy right yeah. for everything honestly like for every profession for every just every type of thing there's always a hierarchy right so i think it's our foundations that are kind of not correct i'd say and are, are not very inclusive to begin with which is why when it comes down to the like you know the subdivisions of those you'll find hierarchy in every and anything that exists in the world honestly like right we have the caste hierarchy class hierarchy mm-hmm. uh, profession hierarchy right all of those things so yeah i think it's it's more of the it's the system that we need to question you know right. it's to make a change on the rather lower levels let's say yes so, yeah, yeah it's um, these in, you know when if we actually sit with every individual with a uh, disability it would be a lot of intersectionalities that would come into play which mm-hmm. would make it complex which would make it even more difficult to really strive through the system that already exists right that was a very good episode honestly i learned a lot you know so many things that i'd never heard of that i'd never mm-hmm. imagined that i learned from you and thank you and- so much and telling them all about it and you you uh, really inspire me so when i was told mm-hmm. you know about the episode and mm-hmm. who i'm doing it with i was like wow that's so you know that's very great because i'd never ever you know done an episode with someone who's specially able great learning honestly i'm i'm going to 
for the entire day today um just honestly so much i learned from you and so much i going to share with my friends Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much aman i think it has been a uh, great even in you know having this episode with you talking with you likewise and uh, yeah just thank you for being there thank you for giving us your time and thank you to everyone who's listening thank you for listening and i'll see you mm-hmm. in the next episode